Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fantasy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. We are live to get your questions in, get your comments in, and we'll do our best to answer those as soon as possible. Before we start the podcast, though, we've got a Peely's Puzzler. So we've got two clues now and two clues midway. And last week, Teddy Sheringham, which I know Matt and Jack got midway through the podcast last week. But here's the next one coming up now. I spent time in my playing career at Blackburn, Newcastle and Manchester United among other clubs and I scored in the 2002 Worthington or League Cup final against Tottenham during my time at Ewood Park. So those are the first two clues and the next two will be coming midway through the podcast. But welcome back. As I said, we'll be previewing Game Week 23 and reviewing Game Week 22 in this podcast. So on the agenda, we've got the Sorry Saints get battered 9-0 for the second time in as many seasons by a rampant Manchester United. Not less this time, but still as, as painful. Son and Sal are both blank as major midfielders misfire as Sheffield United continue their quest for a great escape after winning once more. But alongside me, as always, my right-hand man. He's on the left on the StreamYard screen, but he's my right-hand man in the Esports Live commentary box. He's Elliot Craig. Elliot, how are you, mate? I'm doing really well, thank you, mate. It's been quite an, um, an interesting week, as you say, with all the midfielders not really firing the, the main ones, Salah and Son and whatnot. So we'll, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I'm doing well, thank you, mate. As we will. Um, but yeah, there's a few midfielders did brilliantly and a few did quite poorly at the moment. But um, that was last game week and we're going to review the uh, the results from game week 22. We'll do that just now. And it started with Sheffield United, as we've already mentioned. They won 2-1 at West Brom. Matt Phillips got the goal for the Baggies, but Sharp and Jaden Bogle got the goals for Sheffield United as they took three points once again. Not too uh, dissimilar to when they played Newcastle at Bramall Lane, Elliot. Uh, less less said on that, the better, mate. On to the next result, please. Sure. Uh, it was Wolves who beat Arsenal by two goals to one, but Leno got red carded, which did absolute wonders for your FPL team, Elliot. But Pepe scored the goal for Arsenal and João Martinho and Ruben Neves, the Portuguese midfield connection on the score sheet for the old gold side as Molyneux, Molyneux would have been bouncing if they had found in the stadium, but as it was, they still took three points. Massive result for Wolves this and Arsenal season dented once more, Elliot. Yeah, mate. Wolves haven't been on the uh, best of form recently. I saw the uh, the form table recently, and they were actually um, second off bottom to us only. So um, they really needed that win there. They got a little bit of help from obviously. You get two men sent off on the other team. You probably expect. Don't matter who you play, and you should go and take three points. So they did that, and what a screamer from Jamutinho, mate. This next result is going to take a fair bit of uh, reading out. And apologies if there are any Southampton fans either joining us live at the minute or or rewatching this. But a brace to Martial and singles to Bruno Fernandes, Marcus Rashford, Scott McTominay, Dan James, Ryan Wambasaka, and Edison Cavani, and an own goal to Jan Bednarek sealed a nine-nil route at Old Trafford for Manchester United against Southampton. A second-minute red card for Alex Jankovic on his first uh, Premier League start. And a red card also to Jan Bednarek, who got the low four in the history. It was negative seven, if I'm correct, Elliot. Um, but I think someone triple captain so they had an absolute, absolute nightmare there. But Southampton, 9-0, second time in two seasons. Yes, it's not not that good, is it? You never want to go and play a game and lose 9-0. At least this time is it away to the mighty Manchester United, not at home to Leicester. But it's never nice to lose 9-0, mate. But they have um, they appealed Bednarek's red card and it's been overturned. So he's fit to play against us on the weekend. So I can't wait for them to turn us over 9-0, mate. I mean, 
it's sometimes you can say when you go away to a big side like Manchester United and lose honourably, you can say, oh, you know, we we gave it a good go. And to be fair, they they didn't they didn't hold themselves in a in a too bad a light considering the situations. You know, obviously there are two red cards, and they they tried in the last little while, but it's still a horrible scoreline nonetheless. If we're being quite honest, so on to the next score, and it is Newcastle who started so well after an absolute thunderbolt from John Joe Shelby, but Jara Reedwell returned the favour, and Gary Cahill got the winner as Crystal Palace left the northeast with all three points. I said about that one, the better. I don't want to reopen any old wounds, Elliot. So it'll come to you on that one. One I will uh, discuss discuss Burnley. They're ninety million in debt now, which a lot of uh, Bluffin fans are buzzing with. But they lost two 0 at home to Manchester City, Raheem Sterling and Gabriel Jesus with the goals. Manchester City title favourites, would you say that? Honestly, mate, I think it's theirs to lose now. I think you know in the past they've they've leaked goals at times, and they've you know they've always shown that they've been able to outscore teams, but their defence has been a little bit shaky ever since uh, the big man Vincent Company left. But it looks like Diaz and Stones are holding down the fort and I think it's theirs to lose now, mate. So I definitely agree with you. They're definitely my favourites to win the league this year. We've had an incorrect guess for the Peelers puzzler from Jack. He said Matt Janssen. So fair play for, for digging him out. Obviously, I know him pretty well as a, as a Rovers fan, but obviously neutral fans may have forgotten Matt Janssen unless you're of a certain age, but it's incorrect. He said he's read it wrong, so he's corrected his mistake. But... Um, but yeah, Matt Janssen is incorrect, but fair play for, for for guessing him and bringing him out of nowhere. But back to the results. Fulham, nil, Leicester, two. Just an absolute crack at the moment. He's doing a lot of teams well in PL. Um, and I'm guessing a lot of people are pretty buzzing with that at the moment. So big one for Leicester, who are absolutely flying at the moment in the Premier League. A good result for Everton as well if we move on. They went to Yorkshire against Leeds. Rafinha with a goal who I think Matt will discuss later in one of his guru sections. But Sigurdsson and Calvert-Lewin got the goals for the Toffees as they left Yorkshire with all three points. Claret and Blue Derby uh, between Aston Villa and West Ham, another one in the Premier League. And I want to discuss this one because two absolute cult heroes for West Ham got on the score sheet. A double from forgotten Manchester United man, Jesse Lingard which we're absolutely buzzing to see him with a smile on his face playing some football. And Thomas Suchek, one of the favourites on the podcast, he got himself a goal as well as West Ham took all three points from Villa Park. Absolutely amazing for you, by the way, Elliot. Yeah, mate. Gas to see Lingard doing what he does best again. Reminded me of uh, the, the World Cup, mate, which when he scored against Panama. But... Goals weren't quite as well. His goals weren't quite as good as that, but it's just nice to see him happy, smiling again with all his issues in his personal life and whatnot, and playing football, doing the thing he loves, which is beautiful to see, mate. Jack now has got the Peelers puzzle correct. By the way, we won't reveal that because that spoils all the fun. But he's got it right uh, with the guess that he's gone with there, and we'll just round off these final results. Liverpool losing at home once again. Uh, We've got Steven Alzate with the only goal there, the Colombian midfielder. Bundling that one home as Liverpool lose again. Is there time to charge over with Elliot? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Seven points off the top now, aren't they? It's 37 or four, so whatever to Man City. They're seven points ahead of him now. So it's it, it's going to be difficult to come back from that, if I'm honest, without Van Dijk at the back. And, you know, they've signed two new centre-halves, Kabak and um, the, the lad from Preston. I've forgotten his name already. Davies, ben Davies. ben Davies, wasn't it? That's the one. Um, so I think I think it'll be interesting, but they're definitely not my favourites. They'll, they'll make top four and whatnot, but they're just not firing at the minute, which, you know, you, you can't afford to do. So I think City are definitely my favourites. 
Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with you there. And the result from last night, local time, but this morning as we're recording this, Chelsea beating Tottenham 1-0. I needed Son to fire to stay in the FPL Cup. I'm now out of that as Jorginho got the only goal. Um, penalty after Timo Werner was fouled by Eric Dyer in the box as they took all things away. Tottenham first stadium. Moving on to fixtures. We'll run through these ever so quickly. Aston Villa host Arsenal in the early kickoff. In the Midlands, Burnley host Brighton at 2 o'clock, same time. Newcastle will host Southampton. Latest game, we've got Fulham versus West Ham at Craven Cottage. And even later than that, Manchester United host Everton at 8 o'clock local time. Tottenham versus West Brom to get Sunday started, as Wolves will play Leicester at Molyneux later on. At 4.30, the massive game between the two last champions of the Premier League, Manchester City, are away to Liverpool. Sheffield United will host Chelsea to round off Sunday. And Monday Night Football sees Leeds host Crystal Palace. So there are the results and fixtures. One last thing to do before we move on is go through your shocks of the week, Elliot. You've got three. Who are they? Yeah, thank you, mate. Game Week 22 has now ended and with it brought a lot of shocking FPL scores, as we've already mentioned. The highest score this week in the world was 147 points and the average was a high 57. But here are my top three shocks of the week. Firstly, we have Man United defender Aaron Wambasaka. The Red Devils man managed a goal, an assist and a clean sheet and took the bonus in their whopping 9-0 win over Southampton. Secondly, as you mentioned before, we have James Justin. The Foxes man managed a goal, clean sheet and three bonus points in their 2-0 triumph over Fulham. And, you know, he's kind of turning into a little bit of a cult hero this season in the defence, Ollie, don't you reckon? I would say so. I mean, he's a bit of a cult hero on Leicester's TikTok account as well. But, you know, he's a decent player. He's a player who likes to get forward. He keeps clean sheets. Leicester are quite sturdy. And when they don't, he usually contributes with a goal or an assist. So, Possibly a must-have asset and one that I'll be looking to bring in pretty soon, I reckon, Elliot. Yeah, can't argue with that one, mate. He's been on my radar for a little bit with their good run of fixtures coming up. But him and Harvey Barnes, they've been a bit of the uh, the light for Leicester this season, I guess you could say. So we'll move on to the third now. And last week I was mentioning Azpilicueta and Alonso and how it felt like 17-18 again. And as we've already mentioned with the uh, the West Ham result, we've gone with Jesse Lingard, mate, who scored twice and took the three bonus, giving him 15 points as they've named him now Messi Lingard which gave him 15 points for his managers in game week 22. And that is my top three shocks of the week. Messi Lingard, by the way. What a brilliant shout from West Ham fans. It's brilliant to see a smile on his face. And he played well, took his goal well, got an assist as well. So it was absolute dynamite in that West Ham midfield. So hopefully that continues for the rest of the season. Something else we're hoping continues for the rest of the season is some good FPL form and good FPL discussions from the two lads on the podcast joining us this evening once again to start with we'll start with someone who's doing a little bit better than the other one in fpl circles anyway we've got the guru himself it's matt from fpl addicts how are you mate yeah great thanks ollie well fantasy league wise anyway we won't talk about the spurs game if, if we're talking fantasy league i'm well but uh yeah tottenham not so great so yeah miserable result this morning <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was. They looked devoid of anything going forward. One team who uh, definitely didn't look devoid of anything going forward, Manchester United. Uh, their biggest supporters is uh, Jack Gillibrand from Esports Live. You must have been buzzing with that result, mate. That 9-0, absolutely amazing. I'm surprised I made it onto the pod tonight, lads, because I'm still on cloud nine after that one. 
very happy though um what what a win obviously not i don't think anyone saw that coming and it just showed um you know going to that second half take no prisoners and um the slaughter continued uh which was a uh, you know poor for poor for ralph but uh great for us so puts the pressure on to everyone else keeps uh keeps us up there at the top You'll be hoping so. You'll be looking for that title charge to continue. Probably not something that happened in uh, your FPL world, but if it happens in the football, I suppose you won't really care too much at all. We'll get on to the game week review then. Let's waste no time. And uh, we've got to go through all of our teams. So uh, we'll get Elliot to lead this one. He's on the share screen for the moment. And uh, who are we starting off with, mate? Uh, we'll start with start me, mate. Just to, get it, just to get it out of the way, I think. Um... It wasn't a bad week, as you could see there. 62 points this game week. Starting off with Leno. Not happy. Not happy. Don't know what he was doing there. But the Man City boys keeping clean sheets. It's what they do this season. That's what they're made for. Tough game with, like, with against Liverpool this weekend. But you never know. I'm just I'm, I'm hoping for it. But then they've got the double game week after that. So they should be all right. Kufal and Dallas not really contributing much. I know that um, Aston Villa goal killed you a fair bit, Ollie. So it... Didn't really yeah. help me either. But then Madison Fernandez uh, did the business for me in the midfield. Son just didn't look in it this morning without his man Harry Kane. He doesn't really look to be firing anytime soon. Salah, poor captain choice, unfortunately. I, I fancied him with the home game against Brighton, but don't really like the Liverpool assets at the minute. And then Calvert-Lewin with the goal, Bamford with the assist. Gave me 62 points this game week, mate. And then, you know, that's just what happens. And we move on to next week. Yeah, FPL is so so volatile at the minute, isn't it? Because you just never know. I mean, the league is in general because, you know, we're looking at, you know, the Burnley result as much as that pained me, the Brighton result against Liverpool, you know, some other shocking results that have come in, even the 9-0. Like, I suppose anything can happen in this league this season and FPL is just proving that. 100% mate you are not wrong by any means of the imagination there it's been a very weird 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 season you're not wrong there but we'll, we'll move on to Matt's team now uh, who again he's had a very good week you can't complain with that Matt at all can you yeah I can't complain I, I have to say I thought it was quite unexpected I was kind of thinking I'd maybe hit around the 70 mark so yeah to come up with 84 points especially with a uh, you know, another poor captain pick. I just, I just can't seem to get it right now. That's three on the bounce. Um, but I think the majority were, were captain in Salah. So, um, yeah, but really happy. Uh, James Justin's obviously a standout. Antonio and Suchek, really, really good, along with Fernandez And my man, uh, Gundogan, with eight points, really, really happy with that. A couple of bonus. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a shame because I, I captained him in the previous game week. doesn't do anything. And then, comes out with eight points this week uh, when he wasn't my captain and then my transfer was Callum Wilson um, got me an assist so it's a return so um, yeah 84 points uh, above the average and um, yeah yeah decent game week so I can't complain not wrong there at all Matt and now I know you've been waiting for this one Ollie you've been wanting to tell us about how you went in the cup and everything and you already told us before but what went wrong for you this week mate again not a bad score but it just wasn't enough to creep you over that line to get you into the seventh round of the cup now is it yeah it would have been the seventh round which is the, the sixth is as far as I've made it so it's a bit of a Chorley type cup run this one I'm, I'm quite happy with the way it's gone usually I'm out in the first round or second round but 
I think the fourth, third or fourth was the furthest I've ever made it. So really good cup run, but it was just the captain pick. We've just said Salah was a shocking captain pick. Um, I thought, like everyone else, that he would do something against Brighton and obviously no one expected the 9-0 from Man United. So I just thought that Salah would keep on his decent form from the West Ham game and it just didn't work out for me. So, yeah, it's a frustrating one to lose. If I had a captain Bruno, I would have gone through. But, you know, it's all hindsight now. I can't go back and change it. But uh, a decent score. I'm I'm happy with uh, just this game week. The Manchester City-Liverpool clash is going to really, really wreck me. But, yeah, it's a bit torrid at the moment. But I'll take the score and move on. Yeah, you're not wrong there, mate. As I said to you before, it was very unlucky with the uh, the Aston Villa goal, which sort of killed your game week a little bit, didn't it? But we'll, we'll move on to Jack now. We've got 77 points this week, which again, you know, we've, we've all hit above the average this week, lads, and we've got some decent scores here. So, Jack, w- what went well for you this week? Yeah, I think uh, a couple of things went well. I brought um, Cavani in uh, not long ago, so he, he hit in there. I think he could have got a hat-trick if he'd stayed on, but he obviously took a knock. Um Brought uh, was it Tre- Trevor Alexander Arnold? That was the that was a downside, obviously, with him and Salah not hitting. Uh, Captain Salah this week as well. Um, instead of doing Fernandez, you know, we can't get that right either. I think obviously everyone was suffering with that, as we mentioned. But uh, James Justin obviously smashing it, Fernandez smashing it, Calvert Lewin getting the goal finally. But I did leave Suchek on the bench, um, so maybe obviously we should have that holding defeat for there Arsenal. He is. Um, you know, if I change that. But I shouldn't, I shouldn't wow. have dropped him. You know, it's, uh, disappointing. Uh, first one of the uh, first time I think I've dropped in the season, not performed. So, um, yeah, not not a bad week though. Listen, happy, happy to have hit again, way above the average. So um, it's just kept me in that mix. But those, I think everyone was kind of hitting those sixties and seventies in our in our league because obviously we know our league is so tough um, and very unforgiving. Definitely so, and thanks, Elliot, for the share screen. I believe that if um, I'd done the share screen this week, my internet would have just crashed and gone out, but uh, top work from Elliot there too. To lead that part of the podcast, I just wanted to go back to transfers because it wasn't something we've discussed. I think the man I'm getting rid of this seat this week is a bit of a bombshell. It's Mohamed Salah. I want to protect my Manchester City defenders, and I think that's the, probably the best way to do it. I don't know who to go to, but I'll be getting rid of Mohamed Salah this week. I don't know how long for... It's a bit of a rash transfer, but I think it's got to be done. Um, I've got two free transfers, um, but I'm going to get rid of Mohamed Salah. It might. You think it might be. I don't know. I was looking through when Elliot was just finishing off the uh, the section there, but it'll go right to the deadline. Obviously, Jack Grealish is probably the midfielder that I don't have that's been on the best form this season, but is he someone I really want to go to? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, Matt's saying, good move. You, you know, the bringing back is a problem. I mean, I'll have a lot of money depending on who I go to. I've got one million to in the bank before the transfer's made, so I should be fine. Um, I just need to make sure it's the right player I pick. But um, Matt, over to you. What are you doing in terms of transfers this week? Yeah, look, Ollie, uh, that's an interesting one. I, I had a little bit of me also wants to do similar with Salah. Um, Grealish is someone I've had my eyes on for a while. It seems to just be a, an assist machine. Um, but I just don't know if I've got the uh, got it in me to get rid of Salah. Not so much for the fact that it's against City. It's just more for the fact that um, they've got a nice run. I think the week after, next couple of weeks after, uh, they've got a good run. I think Sheffield United and uh, coming up over the next couple of weeks. I just think bringing him back... Uh, without having a wild card could be tough. So, you know, if, I, if I've if i got the guts, I might 
do a similar sort of move. I was also looking at maybe a, a Rafinha for Salah and, and that type of thing, and then using the money to bring Kane back in, even, even though I've got a bit of money in the bank. But look, if I don't transfer, I'm going to use the uh, famous words of Elliot Craig, and I think I might be rolling over. <laughs> in fact, I'll tell you what my plan is. My plan is to go to your favourite, um, or one of your favourites on the podcast. I think it's Jack's. Or, you know, he's been good all season. It might be to go to Thomas Suchek this week. Ooh. Reason why is to get um, either Keenan Davis or Bruce up to Harry Kane because I'd have eight million in the bank, which is a transfer I've never made before, having that much money unused. But I think getting Harry Kane back in is also a massive priority and then bringing Salah back in will be a problem. But that might be something I do. Uh, Jack, will you be going anything as outlandish as that or uh, will it be more reserved from you this week? Um, I don't. I don't really like the reserved kind of one. I always like to get a bit of activity going in the transfer market. Um, so, you know, I haven't used my wild card yet. So I've been slowly, you know, making additions each week. I've taken a hit probably every week for the last three weeks, I think. But I've done. Um, I'm not a fan of Calvert Lewin now anymore. He was massive for me at the start of the season. He's just Absolutely. scored. No, li- listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Double game so, week next week. I've got, he's a, listen, I loved him. He got me, obviously, all the points. He got a lot of people, a lot of points to start to middle of the season kind of thing. And then obviously we dropped him, brought him back in for the last week. He got the goal. He's done a job. Now he's back out. And I've brought Antonio in. So Antonio is in, Calvert-Lewin's out. And then I also, with the City assets, I know like this has kind of thrown me with the, I'd already made my transfer, but I, I, I took out Gundogan um, as well. Even oh, though he, no. yeah, took out Gundogan. It's okay. It's okay, lads. Took out Gundogan <laughs> and brought in Crystal Palace as a... I can respect I mean, that. It's every, also pronounced easy because it's going to be easy yeah. for him. <laughs> every Shaiza is a good player and he absolutely tore it apart for QPR last season, the championship, who coincidentally is who we're playing at the weekend. So glad he's not there because um, that should hopefully make it easy for Rovers to grab three points so they don't have a player like him there now. But... What are you doing? What are you doing? I like Boys. it. I like it. It's a ballsy move. It's, if it Sometimes pays off. You can't have the same team as everyone else, all right? So you've got to find these differentials. And Crystal Palace have got a good couple of fixtures coming up. And I'm telling you, you'll like it or not, he's going to hit. <laughs> Come on, Eze. If he does, I'm like an idiot. But there you go. I don't agree with the transfers. I think they're awful. You've but there's going to be egg on my face if if they um, pay off, which they may well do. But uh, Elliot, what about you? Are you going to make any uh, interesting transfers? Or are you keeping it simple? Yeah, mate. I've got to make two because I don't like stacking up my transfers. I've got my two free transfers this week and I'm not sure what to do. I don't think I'm going to get rid of Salah like you are saying you're going to do. Um, I don't know. He doesn't have a bad record against Man City, so it's going to be going to be an interesting one. But I think uh, the defence is where I need to upgrade a little bit. You know, Kufal and Dallas, they're, they're not keeping too many clean sheets recently. I know they're both obviously attacking threats, so I might uh, get a fifth defender in that can do the business like James Justin, who's not too expensive, that I can just rotate in and out every week. Because the defence, like this week, if I'd had Justin instead of Dallas or Kufal, it would have really taken my score up to another level but then again there's people like Suchek in the midfield and whatnot so I'm I'm really not too sure what I'm going to do as as you said it's going to go right down to the wire for me as well so as as they say you just have to see next week I think yeah mine might be similar I don't know if I'm actually going to rid of Salah but we'll have to see um what's the biggest shock the questions come up on the screen if people want to put their 
fans comment Salah for Suchek or Gundogan for Easy. Now that I mentioned Gundogan for Easy, now that I'm chastising it, maybe my outlandish move of Salah to Suchek maybe seems a little bit in that same regard. <laughs> but you know what? I don't even care. I don't even care. This is live. Can you bring up? Can I? Uh, I don't. I, I can't share screen now. But I will make that transfer. I'll make it. I'll Wait, do it. Doing it live. You know what? Doing it live. I, I'm going to do it. I'll to Suchek and I bring in Harry Kane. And if it doesn't work, then I can just blame peer pressure. Then Ron is okay. <laughs> in fact, they're horrible. I've just said I'm going to do it. I can't back down now. Um, I mean, their run's all right. Their run is okay. Other than Manchester City, their run is all right. So it's, it, it's done then. It's done. You've it, done it's, it. It's done. Slap the triple captain on him. Yeah. I won't do that. I won't do that. No way. But it's done. Salah to Suchek is done. And if I don't know if I can put a screenshot at the end of the podcast to prove that I've done it, but I've done it. Bombshell. Let's move on. Um, let's, uh, one person who didn't have to make any outlandish transfers was our manager of the week. That was DS Team. 96 points. Captain Bruno Fernandes. I know a few people in the league did. But he's 11th in the league table now, thanks uh, to that. And he's going to get a $10 eSports Live credit. Play for cash pool and prizes. Rocket League, FIFA, Pez and NBA. If you think you can hack it and join him there, get yourself registered because there's a lot of fun going on in that sector. So now on to Peely's Puzzle Apart 2. And we know Jack's already got it right. But for those who haven't quite got it, the second lot has got once in 15 appearances for England, which I thought he scored a lot more for his country. But he didn't quite. And he scored five last time Manchester United won a Premier League game 9-0 before the Southampton game. So he absolutely he absolutely got a, he got a handful that day, did this player. But there are the clues. Let's see if you can get it right. One person who has got a lot of things right in FPL is the guru, Matt. So he's got his guru section. He's going to be for his form players. He's one to watch. He's scout 11, amongst many other things. So Matt, fire away. Thanks, Ollie. Um, yeah, look, we'll, uh, we'll start with the form players. And uh, one of them you're very familiar with, Ollie, and that's uh, Sanchez, who's been in net for Brighton. Um, looks like, obviously, Matt Ryan's left Brighton and... Uh, Sanchez has taken over that number one spot uh, over the last few months and he's got four returns in a row. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Um, really, really in form. And I think Brighton have got a nice little run of games. So, you know, if you need a goalkeeper, um, he's, he's very, very cheap. I think he's still around that 4.4. I'm not sure if, he, if he's gone up in the price rises uh, overnight. Uh, really, really cheap option. Um, he's 4.4. Four Is he still 4.4? Yeah, oh, so he's just a brilliant goalkeeper to have in. Then, if you want to, uh, you want to save that money, um, or even as a as a number two goalie as a rotation option, similar to what uh, to what Ollie's got on his side. Um, another one of my form players is a guy I really, really rate, Rafinha from Leeds. Actually, had him in my own team about four or five game weeks ago, and since then he's actually been the uh, one of the highest uh, points per game uh, midfielders in FPL. Lucky I, uh, I did actually get Gundogan in, in replacement. Otherwise, I'd be kicking myself. But he's had uh, 27 points in three weeks. Really, really good player. Um, and, and definitely been uh, been a form midfielder for the Leeds. Um, and in terms of the, uh, the differentials this week, Jack will be very, very happy to hear this. And Eze from Crystal Palace is, uh, is on the list. Leeds away. 
he was really, really good in the uh, the Newcastle game the other night. I thought Eze, when I saw him, he impresses me every time I watch him. Uh, 1.1% ownership, 5.8 million. And uh, and his forms his forms reasonably good. I think he got an assist against the turn. He had an 11-point uh, game week not so long ago. So definitely one to, uh, to watch. And Palace have got a good uh, run of fri- fixtures. They've got a bit of green coming up. Um, so, yeah, not, not a bad one. He's a bit of an uh, enabler in there where, because he's so cheap, it will give you the, uh, the money to bring someone else in. Uh, another one, we've mentioned him already. Uh, one of the shocks of the week, it's Lingard. Fulham away, 1.0 ownership, so really, really low. I do expect that to rise, but 6 million, not a bad uh, difference in there. Say, uh, you know, you like Ollie and you want to uh, take up Salah for the week. It's not, not one to... Uh, is one to definitely think about um, coming off a double against Villa. Uh, another one who I've been impressed with lately is uh, Rudiger from Chelsea. Sheffield United away. He's on three clean sheets in a row. Newcastle at home the week after. He's about 4.5 million. Looks like he's now down that, that spot at the back for uh, for Chelsea. Not quite sure what's happened to Zuma, but um, yeah, Rudiger will definitely uh, keep that spot with Thiago Silva getting the injury this morning as well. So, Another one as well, differential, uh, Hudson-Odoi, 0.8% ownership. Uh, he's been looking really sharp. Um, he didn't return this morning against uh, against Tottenham, but you know he did look sharp. He looks like he's nailed down that place. Good fixture at Sheffield United. So a couple of Chelsea options there with Rudiger, 1.7%, and Hudson-Odoi at 0.8%. And uh, my last differential, Luke Shaw. Really, really flying this season uh, for United on that on that left hand side. Two assists in the week against Southampton, and he only played forty five minutes as well, so he's well rested. Four point six percent owned, so really, really low. I think he's uh, he's pushed Tellers aside as well. I think Jack, uh, you'd, you'd you'd know more watching more United games than me, but I think uh, Tellers joining United has, has pushed probably sure, you know, to up his performances, and he, he looks like he's getting forward quite a lot for for you guys on the left, doesn't he? Yeah, he, listen, he's looking really good, Luke Shaw. He's, he's, he's now, you know, they're saying he's the best best left-back in the country again, which or, or not again, but he, he's up there now. Obviously, with Chilwell being benched and quiet, um, he's looking great. He's shed the pounds. He, he looks hungry. He looks like the player we bought, you know, that we wanted to get seven years ago. He's found his potential. He's finally, uh, you know, it's coming, coming to fruition. Um, but yeah, he's been looking really sharp, hasn't he? You know, and, and he was that... He's looking that good. They brought him off at half time. <laughs> yeah, he was. It, I think as well, he could have, uh, you know, if he'd come on that half, he'd be someone we'd be talking about, like Juan Basaka, who's obviously got 17 points uh, in the week. He was he was close to getting on the differentials this week, but I won't be sure because of the 4.6 percent. And I think if Shaw had got the 90 minutes, he would have come out with about 17 points, 15, 16 points as well. Could have even got a, another assist. So definitely one to, to keep on your radar. Home to Everton this weekend. And United have got a bit of green after that on their fixtures. So moving on to the uh, three teams. And definitely not going to be putting... Her, one that's... Uh, would have had my own team Spurs on there with a home game against West Brom. Uh, they would have been on there, but recent performances, lack of attacking prowess... Really, really poor at the moment. I, I couldn't even put my own uh, Spurs side on there against a, a bottom three side, which is a bit of a shame. Um, and I've had to go with a couple of our London rivals this week. West Ham away to uh, to Fulham. Uh, good fixture for West Ham. Fulham had a couple of uh, poor results lately, and they're on fire. Second one, 
Chelsea away to Sheffield United. They've got that manager boost, that new manager spring. Um, and Sheffield United have picked up lately, but you know, I'd back Chelsea to sort of go there, maybe win by a couple of goals to nil. And the team that I've put on ahead of my own side Spurs, which is quite unbelievable, um, it's Newcastle. And the reason being, I couldn't do Spurs. We we barely had a shot on goal this game. We we didn't. We had maybe one against Brighton. Newcastle. I watched them against Everton last week. I thought, you know, they were really attacking. Uh, and then I watched bits of their game against Palace, and actually thought they played really really well. Uh, very open and expansive play. Saints are coming off a nine nil thrashing. Um, you know, two red cards. A uh, bit of disarray there. Like they might they might have their tails up a bit, but I think um, you know Newcastle they've, they've got a bit more about them now with uh, you know Fraser, Saint Maximin, uh, Callum Wilson. Uh, I think there's Almiron as well. Um, and yeah, on, on, a, on a normal week it would probably be uh, my team Spurs against West Brom, but yeah, this week guys it's going to have to be uh, yeah Newcastle to Saints, especially off that that nine nil thrashing. So. Yeah, obviously, I'd like to know your your thoughts, and that's obviously Elliot as well. You big avid uh, Newcastle fan, so um, I'm I'm very surprised to say the least. Um, I think, as you say, there's probably you'd say there's probably not a better time to play them than when they've just been beaten nine nil. But we are renowned for giving teams a good bit of form. I think Leicester, when we played them, they hadn't won in four. Leeds, when we played them, hadn't won in three. Sheffield United, obviously, hadn't won all season until they played us. But, you know, I, I like the optimism from you there, Matt. So I'm going to I'm gonna back it and I'm going to say, come on the team. Yeah, I think it could be a bit of the, uh, you know, the kind of like the Ollie syndrome where he watches a lot of Newcastle. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of seen a lot more of Newcastle now of, you know, on the pod with with you and uh, but I just think coming off a nine nil win Saints it's happened twice now um, yeah. in the last couple of years I just find it uh, yeah I think if, if it wasn't for the performance by Spurs this morning then um, they would have been on there but yeah I think Saints will uh, find it tough coming off the back of a, a thumping so much and, and a couple of red cards in there so um, but moving on to the uh, to the captains um, not so many shocks in here. Um, Starting with uh, Fernandez, home game to Everton, tough game, um, but you've always got to back him at home. And uh, another one, Antonio, away to Fulham. He's on fire lately, isn't he, Antonio? So obvious choice. I'm also going to put Suchak in there. Uh, so not a bad uh, captain shout squad again in the week. Just seems to be on the on fire as well. Those West Ham assets. Um, although I've just said about Spurs' lack of uh, attacking returns, I'm still going to put Son on there as a, as a captain choice. Um, although he's just not getting in any positions, his form's poor. Um, yeah, he, he'd normally be at the top of the list with a with a West Brom fixture, but you know, I, I yeah, not so sure. But I, I've just got to kind of got to put him on. I've got to put him on. Uh, and another one, um, he's in my side as well. Is uh, my FPL side is Callum Wilson. Uh, like I just said Saints coming off a nine nil. Feel like Wilson's due a uh, home goal. Um, and I think he's not a bad captain shout. So we'll move on to the uh, the curveball. It's going to be uh, back to uh, FPL of a couple of years ago. And I'm going to put Marcus Alonso down as my curveball. Um, attacking threat. He was getting forward a lot today for Chelsea. Um, obviously got a uh, really, really good goal last week against Burnley as well. Looks like he's in favour ahead of Chilwell, which I, I didn't think would happen. But um, 
you know, away to Sheffield United. I've got a good feeling about Alonso this week um, from an FPL point of view. So, curveball option uh, if you're feeling, uh, you know, if you're feeling lucky. So, that wraps up my uh, my captain section. Definitely. So, I was just looking while you were going on there, Matt, um, about when Leicester last lost nine 0 which was obviously against Leicester. Um, after that, in the Premier League, they uh, they hadn't won in three after that nine nil. So, uh, Elliot, you're not quite Manchester City. They excellently lost two one, but maybe that's a bit of optimism for you and for yourself, Matt, as well. But onto your captain picks, you got to oh sorry, onto your scout eleven. Rather, you've just gone through your captain picks, but scout eleven. Is there any Newcastle players in there? I just want to. I, there won't be any Southampton players in there, but is there? <laughs> there is a Newcastle player in there. It's Callum Wilson. Um, yeah, just something about Bruce. That's uh, Bruce Ball lately. He's been a bit more attacking, and you know Wilson. Uh, Graham Jones. Getting, Ball. Yeah, well, Wilson's getting in the positions again, and I think we saw yeah. it at the start of the season uh, when Newcastle were playing a bit more attacking at times. He was he was getting some pretty big scores, and um, yeah, I got a good feeling about him. I've I've uh, you know par- partnered with uh, Antonio. Um, you know, speaks for itself, Antonio, with his recent form. And then in midfield, put the armband on Fernandez. Uh, I've got Mason Mount in there. It might surprise a few people, but he was brilliant this morning for Chelsea. Good, yeah. Um, really, really good. He, he was very close to getting a goal in that second half. Um, Grealish, he's got to be in there. Just brilliant every week. Every time I watch him, he's he's involved. If it's not an assist, it's a you know, goal, it's an assist. And um, just brilliant player. Definitely a Good fixture for him. Arsenal, a couple of red cards to their name as well. Um, and I believe that Matt Ryan's not fit as their number two. And I think the the guy they got in goal at the moment um, is quite shaky, isn't he? Their, their number two, is it Gnarsson or Renarsson? Renarsson. Renarsson, yeah. So I think Grealish could, uh, you know, Villa, if, they, if they're on their game, there could be a couple of goals for them there. Another one, a fantasy player I, I love, uh, Rafinha, starting to come into a bit of form. Um, I've put Son in there again. It's probably a bit of the Spurs bias, but it's hard. It's hard not. It's hard not to put him in a Spurs player with a West Brom fixture as bad as we have been. Um, but I don't know if I can if I can count on him at the moment. Um, and uh, Rafinha, the new Gundogan, is is what Ollie's put in our uh, in our chat, and he's probably not wrong. Um, and then going you've liked to Rafinha the... all season, haven't you? Though Matt, you've 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 had him in your yeah. team a little bit as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've had him in my classic. Um, he didn't start too well, but I did get a uh, a couple of good scores out of him, and then I did replace him with Gundogan, and uh, Gundogan's come back with some uh, with some good points. I've had him in my draft as well, Rafinha. Um, yeah, good player. Um, got another Leeds guy in defence this week, Dallas. Who you mentioned earlier, Elliot. Um, you know, I think he's still playing quite advanced against uh, Palace home. You know, not a bad shout, I don't think. And then Rudiger in defence. Uh, Cresswell, you know, brilliant this season in fantasy league. Lots of assists. He, he's got goals. Seems to be getting points most weeks. Um, and then Sanchez in goal. Brighton four clean sheets on the bounce. I feel like that game's got nil nil or one nil, either way written all over it. Um, so yeah, there we go. Three uh, three five two, and and that's within the hundred million budget as well. Yeah, brilliant. Obviously, there's a few players there. That uh, you know, I've been on great form. Mikel Antonio was decent the other night for West Ham. You think Rafinha, he's the new Gundawan, but uh, there you go. Um, a few interesting ones though is that or one definitely that's jumping off the page. Another got a really easy fixture on paper being Sheffield United away, but Frank Lampard's favorite player, 
is old boy Mason Mount. What have you seen in him that's made you go with him? Yeah, look, it was a tough one with, obviously, there's Liverpool City this weekend, and I was thinking, who can I put? Do I put maybe a City defender in there? I've got a feeling that could be a nil-nil, a nil-nil draw. Um, So do I put a City player in the defence and put a fourth man, or do I find a fifth midfielder? And, uh, yeah, Mount, I just think, caught my eye this morning. He was just getting forward. He was on... He was just so close to making it uh, 2-0 uh, in that second half. And, um, yeah, it was kind of down to a, a City asset as a fourth defender or, or Mason Mount. And, yeah, Sheffield United, I think I'd expect Chelsea to go there and, and, and win by a couple of goals. And, um, yeah, just something about him in the last couple of games. He just sprung to life again. And, um, yeah, differential. I think like Jack was saying earlier, if you can find those differentials at the moment, then they're really valuable and yeah, I got a bit of a bit of a feeling about Mason Mount. So, so there you go. Then there's your scout eleven, and there is the guru section done. But just before we move on from classic, before we move on to draft, and we disregard classic of the week, got a bit of evidence that I've sent across to Elliot that I'm hoping he's putting on the share screen of my, my move from Salah to Suchek. If you just thought I was being a lunatic and just lying to you, so um, Elliot, if you can br- maybe bring that up um, just before you bring up the draft screen. Um, just to see that I have, in fact, done it, which is quite insane to have to say that, to be honest, that I've gone from Salah to Suchek, but you can see him there, centre mid. There is Thomas Suchek, and I'm not lying to you. He's telling the truth. He's done it. He's actually done it, you crazy, crazy man, Ollie. I hope it pays off for you, but <laughs> I think if you said that to me at the start of the season, you'd be going from Salah to Suchek, would have called you crazy. Well, Suchek's in good form, so I'll I'll, I'll take it. I should have taken the advice a while ago, but Jack, we're uh, we're now chief members of the uh, Thomas Suchak <laughs> fan club, so hopefully it goes well. Um, Matt's just saying in our private chat, we've got him since he had Anfield since 2003. Um, wow. Not even when they won the league, not even when they got to uh, 100 points, they didn't win there. I think that was nil-nil. I think it was, that was when uh, Riyad Mahrez missed the penalty, I believe. Sentence of the so, move. 2003 was the last time Manchester City won at Anfield. So will that be a well, stat that changes by the end of the week? Now on to draft. You know then, what, Elliot. actually? Now no, I'm thinking about it. That stat could be wrong. My friend just messaged me that stat. But I do remember around 2008, nine times, Sean Wright Phillips might have scored a winner there. So, you know what? That could be fake news. So, sorry, everyone. My mate's, my mate's having me on there. No fake news on here. Statman Dave will know. Yeah. I'll check. I'll check. I'll check for you. Just, just uh, while Elliot's bringing up draft, just we've got a bit of filler. I'll, uh, I'll try and make sure if that is correct or not. Oh, I think so I've just verified it, lads. Fifteen years ago. Yeah, f- fifteen years ago. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, it is right. They probably born in the cup, maybe. That's probably where they may have well, won. Fifteen years ago takes you back to two thousand and six, but. I mean, I suppose so. Two thousand three, May two thousand, the third of May two thousand and three, was the last time I can see they won at Anfield. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's correct. I'm on eleven v eleven. It's correct. Wow, it's interesting because I think that's with the scout eleven. I avoided a lot of the. Uh, I avoided that game, and I do think if you've got your city defenders, um, you know, there's a lot of people debating whether to put them on the bench or we'll transfer them out. But I think just stick with them. I can really see that game being a nil-nil draw, or maybe even City finally getting the getting the win there. There you go. Definitely an interesting stat that we've brought up there as we move on the draft. Then 
uh, just to go that day. It wasn't it wasn't Sean Wright Phillips. It was Nicholas Anelka with the winner. He scored a penalty and a 90th minute winner um, after Milan Barosh opened the scoring for Liverpool that day. So there's that start sorted. But on to draft we move. Elliot, do you want to run through this one? Yeah, sure can do, mate. So the, the big game of the week, the heavy hit of the blockbuster, Jack Gillibrand managed to come away beating Matt Day 60 to 55 points, which I know he's absolutely thrilled about. Then an, a bit of a, a boring family clash there, Ollie, a little bit of a, a boring game. 37 to 19, you beat your dad. You know, he's probably not too happy about that. Probably doesn't really care anymore these days, though. <laughs> Neither then... of us have checked it. Neither of us have checked it. Oh, you, you've given so up now, right? Since you won the league in November, you gave up. <laughs> I've said that before, and I will say it again. <laughs> You're yeah. back in it now, Ollie. All of a sudden, yeah. A few results changes things, and one for the title charge. Second half of the season, we're doing a title charge. <laughs> Someone who is in the middle of a title charge as well, surprisingly, is David. After his shaky start, he manages another three points against James Gazdick. Who's David? Statman Dave, sorry, apologies. <laughs> Statman Dave. Statman. He's working his way up the league. We'll show you where he is in a minute. And then I beat Rolando. Bit helpless for a minute, Rolando. But we'll see what that does to the table. As you can see, Statman Dave up to second. Matt drops to third. Ollie remains in fourth. I leapfrog James to go fifth. James drops to sixth. And then the basement boys, Peely and Rolando, sit down bottom. In next game week, though, however, we've got Papa Peeler against Jack Gillibrand, which will be... I'm checking it this week. I'm checking draft yeah. this week. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you'd probably think that Jack would come away with three points there. Probably not the game of the week. James Gaston against Matt Day, another another uh, friendly clash there. Rivalry, yeah. yeah, and then me and Ollie, another rivalry there. And then Dave and Rolando. Another rivalry. I'm, yeah, there's a little bit of a rivalry there. So it's a few, few derbies this week, I guess, then, lads. What yeah. would we say is game of the week? I'm I think not Elliot, sure. Ollie. It's it, Would you say it's so? Always, yeah, because yeah, Ollie, you're you right. fourth and Elliot's moved into fifth. Is that right? So. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll take a look at your team, Ollie. Obviously, you say you haven't checked it in a while. You've got 37 points this week. You, you've Oh, you've got Bednarek. That's why. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even realise. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got, wait. Uh, oh, my win, goodness. Win. All right. I oh, want Masaka wow. though. I want Masaka. Yeah. That's fair. yeah, that's huge. Yeah, level down. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that bench. <laughs> Why can't I play this team this week? I had to play the yeah. Jack Killers Gillers. Oh, and then yeah, your automatic fun. subs. Oh, so you Benrek got auto subbed on for ZH. That's brilliant. Oh, okay, wow. that was that was just painful. That's surely um, taking the zero. To, surely to, to the listeners out there, I'll stop being fickle. I'll start checking draft now. I, I have stopped. I need to because it's, it's it's unprofessional for me. I've been caring about classic too much. My FPL Cup runs over. I'll start checking draft again. And yeah, like I say, we're on for the title charge. But onto the analysis of my team, I've still got Kieran Clark, so I'm going to have to go to the transaction table. I'm going to have to get rid of <laughs> Jan Bednarek minus seven points himself. The worst FPL score of all time, and I'm, I'm you know on the end of it in draft. But other than that, I mean, you take Arambasaka. You know, it's still decent. If you take the seven points off him, possibly it's ten points, which is still not a bad, bad return for a defender anyway. But yeah, Wambasak was brilliant, so I'll take his seventeen points. Dominic Calvert-Lewin nine points. Ollie Watkins up top, who ruined my uh, my FPL Cup run. He got a goal for me. Do I think I have enough in the bank if I make the right transactions? Yes, I'm going to make sure in this game. I will not let you live it down. 
He does not want me to be winning that game. So now we'll go on to my team this week. Obviously, outscored Ollie by a few points. De Gea and Net didn't look like he was going to concede at all. As as Jack called him before, Trevor Alexander-Arnold with the two points. Reese James got (laughs) auto-subbed on for me for Carl Walker. Cancelo, uh, Sterling, Madison hit, Bamford, Wilson. So uh, I think I think it's going to be a close one this week, to be honest, Ollie, mate. I think, as you know, you're saying you're going to try and make some transactions. I might have to try and nick a few out from underneath you because I'm still below you in the league. So if I can do that, then hopefully I can see my way to three points. But we'll, we'll head over to Jack now. What, who do you think is going to win this one, Jack? <laughs> I've only just realised they call him Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Why did no one hammer me for that? I thought it was—I thought it was an inside joke or something. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. No, no gold. Call him Trevor from now on. That's amazing. No, we've got—we've got. We've got we, that adds into the list of uh, Noon Don Belly Gundogan. There's a, there's, a, there's a fair list of names that have, that have that we've got now. So that's going into the Hall of Fame. Oh, we need to click that and send that on the Instagram. Trevor Alexander Arnold. Go on, big Trevor. <laughs> is Trevor um, going to guide me to victory <laughs> come on Trevor um, what was the question is it going to be Ollie or is it going to be me um, uh, I'm going to go Elliot Craig of course with Ollie because he, he hasn't been what, you know, what did I do he, to he's, you, he says he's not been he's not been paying attention so that he's not got enough commitment to draft and all of a sudden he's playing his best mate and all of a sudden he steps up again so Let's give him a kick up the uh, up the behind, and you know, let's go, Elliot, and see if Ollie can step up and you know make a challenge on this competition. He's only six points behind. Do not mind that at all. Now, Matt, what are you saying? It's going to have to be you, Elliot. I'd like to say Ollie, but he's just not. Uh, if he's not looked at his team the last few weeks, he's a little little bit behind. I think looking at his lineup compared to yours, um, you've got a pretty good front three. And again, the Madison in there as well. So fine margins in draft. I'll have to I'll have to back you purely because yeah, Ollie looks to have uh, given up in prior weeks. <laughs> you are Ollie. Ollie. <laughs> you will see. see. Yeah, I don't I'm think gonna it's going to be as uh, as easy as they're making out for it to be. I think you know if if Liverpool turn City over, which they very well could do at home, then I'll probably struggle because I've obviously got four Man City assets, as you can see there. So I think it's going to be a close one. It's going to be high scoring, hopefully, and I'm going to take three points against you, Ollie. Fingers crossed, mate. Well, I mean, we usually end the podcast off, you know, bantering a little bit about classic, but I think that's probably a perfect place to end it on draft because that's, you know, the, the banter back and forth, obviously playing each other, but we'll have to see how that all goes next week. But as we said, that is the end of another podcast. Uh, hope all your FPL dreams come true. The deadline is at 10 p.m. Melbourne time, which will be 11 a.m. over there in England. But take care, stay safe, hope your FPL dreams all come true, and we'll see you next week for podcast. Bye. 